From the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, live at the ASCRS Winter Update in beautiful Fajardo, Puerto Rico, February 16, 2014. Today, an interview with Brendan Moriarty on YAG vitriolysis. So I realized that we're going to have to use quite high levels of power. First this, what's your idea of the perfect meeting? Mine would be a meeting in which the topics I want are covered by people who are innovators in their field, who talk about things that are immediately relevant to my practice and who are both approachable and available between sessions. Ideally, I would like only one session to be running at a time so that I don't miss anything, and for each session to consist only of really high-quality speakers. I guess if I were to go on to fantasize, the meeting would be in a beautiful location with plenty for my family to do while I'm filling my brain. Now, if you add in a collegial atmosphere that promotes conversation with other ophthalmologists and an informal atmosphere, then you would have a pretty good description of the ASCRS Winter Update. Winter Update is my favorite meeting, and I look forward to it eagerly every year. And when I come back, my colleagues are always surprised at the number of new and really practical things I've learned. I'm here with Brendan Moriarty. <laughs> Brendan, what, what a wonderful talk you gave. Thank you very much. You, you spoke on um, YAG vitriolysis uh, for floaters. I mean, is that a Correct. fair way to characterize it? Correct, yeah. And, and so tell me, who, who are the, the patients who are the, the, the sort of best candidates and, and worst candidates for it? And then the one uh, thing that, that I, I, had, I had never heard uh, on the subject before that you presented was what the actual power settings are. So if I can okay. get you to talk about both of those things. Well, to answer your question, first of all, the, the best patients um, are, as, as the, the, the talk demonstrated, the patients purely with a PVD or a PVD with a very discreet, obvious vice ring. Uh, also patients who've got what I call clumps. If we look at the sky here, there's various types of clouds, but you know the, 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 the large sort of round cumulus type cloud floaters they do well. The ones that don't do so well um, are the ones that have got a very extensive vitreous cineresis with wisps and floaters all over the, the vitreous. Uh, and also the patients, there's, a, there's, a, there's classically the, they talk about patients with, a, with floaters in the premacular bursa, which are not accessible. But, but No, you... you um, the power setting, you said. Yeah. Um, there's a tendency to... I found, because obviously I had, I'm a glaucoma specialist um, principally, so I had concerns about pressure levels. So I, I had, had experience in using the YAG laser in, in the posterior segment from Jamaica with traction detachments. Uh, so I realized that we're going to have to use quite high levels of power. But what I think is the safest thing to do with these patients is to keep it to 1,500 millijoules per treatment session. So I set my, my YAG laser at about 10 millijoules, and then I've got it time to cut off when I hit 1500 millijoules total and then they have three treatments at that level. So the, these are these are much higher settings, much Correct. higher power settings than Correct. what we use for uh, YAG, YAG capsulotomy. Yeah. Do, do you aim for the floater and, and what does it look like when you hit it? Um, well to me, uh, well if it's a PVD for instance, uh, I'm basically making a, a circular hole in it, so I chip away and it makes a circular hole in it. If it's a, a more substantive solid uh, floater, you just see it vaporize and a few little bubbles uh, uh, come off 
the uh, the, the tissue and the, the patient perceives it as well and you warn them about that that they'll see bubbles appearing now you 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 were you were spot on when when you said that the um, that the that the audience's bias is is generally to just counsel patients okay. and and to tell them um, that that you know that they shouldn't do anything because frankly that's what I've been doing but then when 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 you mentioned that you've had several patients one of whom was a was a surgeon I, I identified with that um, what are your concerns with regard to things like retinal tears and detachments with this this procedure I have no concerns about uh, retinal tears or detachments. Um, I've been doing this procedure for over 10 years and I treat, uh, I mean I don't do this, it's only a small part of my armamentarium but I limit myself to about 150 patients per year and I follow them up every year. Uh, I've seen two retinal tears uh, and they have been in as I said, the fellow eye of the, uh, so the, the two patients who were myopes, who were pseudophagic, and then were seeing better and seeing their floaters as well. So uh, in, the, in the process of treating the one eye with the floaters, they developed a retinal tear in the fellow eye. So never, as I say, in, uh, in, uh, on, on the eye that's been treated. Yeah, great, great stuff, Brendan. Brendan, thank you very much for being so generous with your time with us today. Thank you. Brendan Moriarty is consultant ophthalmic surgeon at the Prospect Eye Clinic in Cheshire, United Kingdom. Ask questions of Dr. Moriarty or any of our previous guests, or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Write to me with your questions or comments at josh at iWorld.org. As Seen From Here is a production of the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young. <laughs>